With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey, we're live, pal. You hear that music, you know what that means. It's the A-Side live chat on MMAfighting.com. I am, of course, Jose Young's your host. I hope everyone survived the last 12 hours, but we don't have to get into that. I'm sure everyone wants a distraction from what's happening in the world right now. So let's talk fist fighting, the next best thing to the political realm. But anyway, I am, of course, Jose. I already said that. Joining me is my partner in crime, Alex Savas. It's her day off, and she's still joining us. So shout out <laughs> to Alex in Los Angeles. And of course, Casey Lydon, up to good in Englewood, I hope. LA. Oh, God. I have <laughs> I'm trying to be all Brian Ortega here. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> Las Vegas? I don't know. Las Vegas. Tatui Vasa. I know all of them. I was talking to Tatui Vasa off camera, and he was like going through all of his hand signs, and I was like, all right, guy. It's a little too complicated for a cage fighter. But anyway, this wait, is wait, the wait, inside wait. live chat. Real quick, Go when ahead. you do like hand signs, is it like, am I doing LA like how it looks to you or to me? Because this looks no, like dude. LA. To, this looks like LA um, to me, but. No, you got to do L.A. to the other people. Oh, to the other people, because I'm like, oh, so you hold the your right, You hold your right uh, hand up, and then you put the A in front of it. There you go. Oh, L.A., okay, because right now this looks no, like... No, that just looks like a, just like a half a hangman game. You got to bring the A down. There you go. Nope, oh, right. there you go. Right there. Bang. L.A. And then he throws up. <laughs> he throws up. And then he throws up some, like, crown thing, and then tied to Ivasa throws up west side for west side of Australia. The bush, if you would. Anyway, I don't even know if that's the bush. I've heard <laughs> Australian people say that enough times to. I feel like I could say it now. But anyway, this is the A side live chat. We're here. Up. It's Wednesday. There's a lot going on in the world. Is there? Uh, is there? I, I haven't noticed. I haven't noticed. Right. <laughs> I'm sure. You, Casey Lydon, haven't noticed. No, I no. feel like I've seen you talking to all kinds of people on Twitter lately. All kinds of fighters, <laughs> all kinds of journos, all kinds of bots. I I, 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 yeah, I, I had a, I had a certain fighter call me a piece of shit the other day. That was fun. But, 
Were they a very Oops. blonde fighter? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. happens. Yeah, happens. Good old piece of shit. Piece of shit, Casey Lydon. Yeah. What, what kind? What, what hoodie is that? Uh, no moss. This is a uh, pre pre um, Reebok when um, the UFC used to license out their name to other companies. So this company, No Moss, based out of New York, uh, was they made a lot of cool gear. And um, this is like the only. I think this is the only UFC official UFC gear I uh, have. You <laughs> you've you've worn that We Are All Fighters shirt many a time. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay, okay. Well, non charity based. I don't know. <laughs> Don't you have a Reebok? Don't you have a UFC Reebok bag for when you go train? Because it's legit like an actual good gym bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, oh, I, oh, the, the Reebok backpacks. Oh, yeah. But yeah. as far as like, See, stuff, I, but as far as like, stuff, I paid for. Like I, I paid. Like you know what? Here, here's hard earned money. No, send it to right. me. That, everything else kind of just fell in my lap. I was like, I oh, took, I took one shirt from Fight Island. It was they were giving out Hispanic Heritage Month shirts. I took one for hmm. my mom. Yeah. You know when when Diego Sanchez was like, being Mexican means corazón. corazón. I was like, no, it doesn't. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that just <laughs> no. I was like, all right. the first fight of the whole thing, they had four, like three non-Spanish-speaking Mexicans, and after that, they did the excellent job. Brian Ortega, Trace Cortez, the whole lot. Anyway, Alex, how's your part of Los Angeles? Because LA is so big. Yeah, no, good over here. Been quiet. Headed to Chicago tonight on the Red Eye. See some family, so get, excited. Get some soup. Get some soup. Gotta get that soup. <laughs> soup. Anyway, you got everyone in the comment section tell us their favorite soups. But for now, you can ask your comment. You can ask your questions on Twitter, the website, the YouTube comments. Casey's monitoring that. You can tweet at me if you want to complain about anything. Please don't complain at me. Also, actually, Noel, save it for the end. Uh, so, Casey, what's our first question? Favorite soup? Um, I don't consider. Do you consider chowder soup? Sure. Or do you consider it chowder? Chowder is own category. I, that's what I'm asking. Hmm. I think uh, soup I is like, encompassing. Like a soupy substance. I like menudo. That's my favorite. Menudo or New England clam chowder. I meant a matzo ball soup. Uh, you strike me as a lentil soup kind of guy, Casey. I, 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 I can dig lentil. I can dig lentil. No, I'm, what? Basic. Got him. Hey, Alex is like, come on. Hmm. We're, 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 oh, the same, we're on the same team here. Jeez. <laughs> this this stoop talk got aggressive fast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. Let me see what we got. Oh, we got we got some um beef barley. Beef barley. Beef barely. Barely. Bare, just barely any beef. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, Scott Brown, Scott Brown. All right, first question, first question. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's go straight to the YouTube comments from longtime commenter, Mr. Joseph Boza. Oh, too big. Right. I'm Joseph Boza. Cynthia Calvillo told Mike Heck that Lauren Murphy took an easy paycheck at UFC 254. Is Cynthia taking an easy paycheck at UFC 255 versus... <laughs> I think it's Catlin. I think she spelled Catlin. Kagan's name wrong. Um, but yes, go check out the interview with Mike Heck on what the heck with Cynthia Calvillo. I don't want to spoil it all for you. It's a pretty awesome interview. Uh, but yes, 
to paraphrase what she said, Cynthia said that Lauren took an easy paycheck at UFC 254. She was obviously – Lauren and Cynthia were supposed to fight. Cynthia fell out because she caught COVID. Lauren stayed on, uh, fought a newcomer who was probably – should probably be a straw weight, picked up the win, and is just then went hard in the paint on the media and the rankings and the title fights and everything and used her platform pretty well. So, Alex – did Lauren take an easy paycheck? And is Cynthia taking an easy paycheck in return against Callan Chikagian? No, I don't think Lauren took an easy paycheck. I think she was in a tough situation. And we all know in the UFC, he who hesitates is lost. So, yeah, Cynthia said all she had to do was wait a week. But there are no promises. You know, there nothing is a given. So if hypothetically she was like, okay, I'll wait for you for a week. And then, you know, she still tests positive again or something else happens. Like, you have to just look out for yourself. And in that case, Lauren Murphy was doing the best thing for her and her camp. And that was to get paid. And and it's not her fault that the only matchup available was, you know, UFC newcomer. That's not her fault. She did what she had to do and everybody would have done the exact same thing in her position, in my opinion. Um, but no, I don't think she, Cynthia is taking an easy paycheck at UFC 255. I think that's going to be, um, that's going to be a fun fight. It's a tough fight. I'm not particularly, uh, I don't particularly understand any of these taking an easy paycheck fight because, like you said, dangerous fight, super dangerous fight for Lauren Murphy uh, on Fight Island, sitting her opponent does have like legitimate. She's not just a newcomer that just picked up MMA for fun. Like she has a legitimate wrestling and martial art background. Uh, talked all kinds of greasiness before on a big name. I think she just wanted to, like you said, he who hesitates is lost in the UFC. Uh, wanted to stay on the big fight card, use her platform because she knows if she wins that. That's the most watched fight card recently. A lot of people are going to be listening to what she has to say. Casey, what do you make of this whole easy paycheck talk? Uh, well, saying Cynthia is taking an easy paycheck against Chikagian is ridiculous. That doesn't even make any sense. Um, unless I mean, unless Chikagian is still writhing on the ground from that liver shot or something. Like she walks in the cage going, oh, no, she's still. But no, I mean, no, Chikagian is always going to be a tough fight. Just because one fighter in the history of the universe made it look easy. Well, I guess two fighters, <laughs> Chevchenko and um, Andrade. But no, there's, these are there's not, there's not absolutely zero, uh, not an easy fight. Uh, now, calling Murphy an easy fight against, um, what was the young lady's name she beat? I can't remember. I don't remember <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, okay. Well, um, the young lady should be. Uh, that's not an easy fight. That was a high risk, uh, high risk, semi high reward fight. Uh, I mean, but. You just don't turn down fights with UFC. You know, if, if yeah. they just, you're not, yeah, if you don't have that sway, you know, behind the scenes with the matchmakers, yeah. If they say fight this refrigerator, you know, you fight it. You're, you know, so, uh, but Lauren Murphy. She fought, she fought Lilia Shakarova, who yeah. was riding a three fight win streak and was eight and one entering the fight. Yeah. Uh, that Lilia guard, she did look pretty small in there, but, uh, she did. So, but, Smart fight for Laura. That was, that was a very strategic, smart fight for Laura Murphy to take, and she uh, made the best of it absolutely by finishing her. Mm-hmm. And then, more importantly, we don't remember the fight. We remember what she said in the mic, and that's what counts. What she said in the mm-hmm. mic. Getting the W is cool, but what she said in the mic, that's the story. And be, if she would have just won and said, "Cool, thanks," so hey guys, um, I'll fight whoever you put put me put next in front of me. You know, do I do what you want, Mr. Jana White? We wouldn't be talking about Lauren Murphy right now, but because she went out there, you know, made a stink, you know, trashed that trash the whole division. Yeah, good on her. She also proved her own point too, because by taking the short notice fight, she proved that you have to kind of just do what the UFC says. And we that's evident now because Cynthia 
and Lauren Murphy, I guess, like they had about agreement and Lauren wanted to sleep on it, you know, because she said there's a lot of legal jargon that she wanted to look over. She slept on it and woke up to the announcement that Cynthia was going to fight Chikagian. So again, you, you cannot hesitate. Like, unfortunately, yeah, that sucks. You should be able to have time to read over your contracts, but uh, that's not the case. What is that noise? I have literally no idea. Did you hear that? That was weird. No. What was it? Was that not was that was that not coming from your place, Alex? No, it sounded like a spaceship. I have absolutely no idea. I heard that too. All right. Hey, well, it's yeah. the aliens checking in to see if Earth is still standing. Yeah. Oh, so um, thank you for the question, Mister Bosa. Bosa's off back to the moon now. <laughs> Who fights from the seaside on Twitter? Who fights first, Ryan Hall or Arnold Allen? I, Arnold Allen. Because he already had a fight booked. His fight fell out. He's looking for a replacement. I don't believe Ryan Hall has a fight right now. Uh, so I would imagine Arnold Allen can t- – oh, though, if Arnold Allen can get out of the UK, I don't know where he is currently, presently at the time. So I don't – if that's – I'm not like – obviously, I'm sure we're going to get questions moving forward, especially about Leon, Ed- Leon Edwards, and we're not going to address it now. So if Arnold is in the UK and he gets stuck, that's a whole other story. But if they can leave the country, I would have to imagine Arnold Allen fights first because he already had a fight booked before uh, – was it Jeremy Stevens? Was it Jeremy Stevens that fell out? And then Jeremy, he called out Edson Barbosa. Stevens. So I think Arnold Allen just because he was already in camp. When was that fight scheduled? This month, I believe. It was, it was supposed to happen in Vegas, right? It's, I believe so, yeah. Okay. Well, it has to because there's no other Fight Island fights. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, correct. That makes sense. Um, uh, he was supposed to fight him this weekend. Uh, this weekend? Arnold so, Allen and uh, Jeremy Stevens, yeah. I wonder if Arnold Allen... So you should actually, already... I wonder if he's actually he in the States. He could be in Vegas now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, if he yeah. is, then, um, yeah, he'll prob- they'll probably find some some random bantam- bantamweight in Vegas to fight him. Now, it really just depends hmm. on Arnold Is Arnold Allen going to go the um, the Laura Murphy route and just face whoever they throw in there? And, pro- and most likely, it's going to be someone way behind him in the rankings. Or is he going to wait and, hope- and hopefully get a ranked opponent or someone in front of him? That's the big game. I guess that's the big game that our fighters play, you know? So, like, say, he's, like... Uh, he's called out Barbosa. I think that's... I wanted Barbosa to fight the winner of this fight anyway. So, I wouldn't hate that if Barbosa stepped in. But Barbosa cuts a lot of weight, and I don't think he's going to be able to cut weight on four days. No, <laughs> so, no, if anything, no. they probably have to bump it. Yeah, so... But I guess... Um, I don't think Ryan Hall is going to be fighting in 2020, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, so um, that is a bummer. Uh, oh, All right. Well, thank you very much for your question, Mr. Seaside or Mrs. Seaside. Not sure. <laughs> All right, here we go. That's the question we're looking for. All right, from Tanguan, if Leon Edwards gets stuck in the UK due to the lockdown, what will happen to Leon Hamza? Well, they probably have to find a new opponent for Hamza. And I would imagine, well, if it's enough time, it'd probably be welterweight. If it's not enough time, Hamza will probably have to fight a middleweight again. Who knows who will fight? But any either one of you guys, can you think of a name if – this fight falls apart. Who we should fight? I'm Somebody just, else was calling him out recently. Who was it? Hamza. Everyone. Magny. Mike Magny. Perry. Neil Magny. Perry, yeah. Magny, Weidman. Darren Till said he'd fight him on quick turnaround. A bunch of fighters. Weidman. It should Weidman. be Magny. Yeah, Magny, Magny makes the most sense. Now, is the UFC going to do that? Is that too high risk for the UFC? Do they think that's a... A, a bad fight for Hamzat because obviously 100%. the UFC is the UFC is very um, promoting Hamzat right now. But um, I want to know 
once the once the UK locks their country down because of COVID, um, do they pull Leon Edwards out of the rankings again? Oh will, will he be unranked again? Well, Alex was at the press conference, and I believe it was Kevin Ioli of Yahoo Sports asked Dana about this exact scenario, and Dana said, "I don't know. I'll get back to you." So no one knows. No, They've no. been able to work in the past about pulling people out of the countries, even in lockdowns, due to like work or yeah, whatever. Sports people get to have certain exemptions, and the, I don't know if the UFC would do that for Leon Edwards, but I think they would do that for Hamzat. So, 100%. oh god. <laughs> Dude, like, that's H- funny. Hamza was sitting next to Dana watching fights. They were like, just like, yeah. like oh, they, they were like on a really cute double date. I mean, a date or just watching fights. It was very, it was adorable. That was, that was after that was after Hamza's uh, Guram fought. Yeah. So Guram Gamrot fought, which yeah. is my low key my one of my favorite fights of the Fight Island. Anyway, so uh, TBD, Magni or Perry? If Perry wins, where's uh, when's actually. When's the Till fight happening? Till who's who's Till fight? December. Fighting? He's fighting Jack Hermanson. Jimmy Jack Hermanson. I mean, actually, this this is this is not just for Edwards. You got Till involved. Till does Till train in the UK? He trains there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be um, it's gonna keep going. This whole this whole thing. It's, gonna, <laughs> it's just who knows? Who knows? It really depends on government uh, restrictions and um, what levers are you know pulled behind the scenes. But uh, yeah, yay! We're going we, we might have uh, Leon Edwards um, fight in Cage Warriors next. Who knows? Oh, I wish. Might get one of those again. We good with this one? Yep. Because we you. don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 uh, what we got here? Let me look on our um, uh, Zoom. Let me look on our YouTube real quick. From Jay Pizzle 2010, are you guys watching Mandalorian season two on Disney Plus? Not yet. Don't spoil it. I'm currently knee deep into Haunting of Hill House, and once that wraps, then I'm gonna hop over to the Mandalorian. Oh, you never seen Haunting of Hill House? Are you watching now? Yeah, I watched Haunting of Bly Manor, and then went to watch Haunting. Oh, uh, they're very different. They're very. I'm watching. I'm. I'm one. I have one yeah. episode left of Bly Manor. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna it's finish fine it tonight. I'm gonna finish it tonight. Um, it's like a spooky Where's Waldo. So that's pretty much all I'm watching for. Uh, I guess so. No, it uh, 100 is. I've I watched a thing with the director where he just secretly hides ghouls in like the background of every scene, and like the the game I play is I try to find it every time. Oh, um, so like you, they'll be like talking, and then if you look in the background, there's like a ghost girl like looking over. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, a, like a handrail, and like they don't talk about it at all. I'm like, how is no one seeing this seven foot creature behind them? Like that's why I watch the show. Anyway, don't spoil nope. it, Mandalorian yet. Yeah, uh, haunting, haunting, uh, uh, Bly Manor is a much more of a slow burn. Uh, haunting a Hill House, I think, is overall much scarier, and um, yeah, I. I, I there's one scene in Haunting a Hill House where I freaking screamed <laughs> in terror. Like it was awesome. So uh Is it the car is it the car ride? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone said. Everyone, <laughs> everyone. Said everyone. And I didn't like cause I heard about the car ride scene before, but I didn't know what car ride, so I was like, it didn't spook me. But all right, anyway. Ooh, you haven't watched any of these. I'm, have I'm, you, Alex? No, I don't watch scary movies and I've also never seen anything Star Wars related, sorry. Oh. 
Are you aware I like of anything, anything pop culture? Like, have you heard of Star pop Wars? Pop culture? Excuse me. I could take you Casey, in a you pop have culture literally, Casey, you have literally no idea what you're messing with right now. Like, you stepped into the bear's den when it you, comes you, to Alex and pop culture. You've not watched any Star Wars. I, I don't even That's like Star Wars. That's not pop culture. That was pop culture. That it transcends culture. That's right. Um, I tried to watch Star Wars like once upon a time and I I think you have to watch it like from a kid and like appreciate that because I was like you know I've spent I've studied special effects in school and stuff and I think I just I missed the boat where like I can't now go back and watch it and be like oh this is great cinema like I just can't sorry it's like Pulp Fiction like at its time amazing watching it now I'm like these shots are so long and I cannot focus I need quick jumps let's go like it's just it's a different time whoa you are you are you are, are you are you are you considered a millennial? Are you in the millennial zone? Yeah, yeah. yeah you and millennials. I don't your, watch your I don't your watch Vine videos. <laughs> yes, exactly. Vine's, I need eight seconds. I'm done. Vine is dead, Boomer. It's been dead for three years. Um, you and your, I, I don't watch you, TV. You and your MySpace. Yeah, I don't watch TV like at all. Casey knows this. I actually I watched about two or three shows tops. One of them. Shout out to my man. Oh, Colin hey. Robinson. Yes. Energy, uh, energy vampire. Energy vampire. Yep. Figure, figure it, was, it, was, it was relevant now, but I like The Mandalorian because I was a really big fan of the Lone Wolf and Cub comic books behind me and Samurai Jack when I was a kid, and it's basically just that, except Star Wars related. I'm not into Star Next Wars. question. Have you yeah. guys seen The Bachelorette? Oh, <laughs> I have never watched The Bachelorette. I think... Uh, I think when I was little, someone from my hometown was on it, and it was in the paper. And that is my and that. And then I worked when I worked at Fanside with Alex. We had everyone was playing like some fantasy pick 'em game thing, and I just picked alphabetical order and got just trashed by everyone in the <laughs> office. And then they all went out at McDonald's, and I was like, I don't understand any of you people. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Uh, uh, this is an interesting question. This should be fun. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place. 
to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. From Tristan Gordet, longtime commenter. MA fighting at Alex Savis. So is this for her? In yo, in yo, in yo. What would you do to curtail the behaviors that we've seen from specific fighters or all fighters in general in the UFC? Examples would be Perry and Hardy. So I think he's asking this to Alex specifically. Um, well, I don't know what Inyo means. In your opinion. In your opinion. Okay. What would you do to curtail the behaviors that we've seen from specific fighters or all fighters in general in the UFC? So they specifically brought to light Mike Perry and Greg Hardy, who, of course, have history with domestic violence and uh police have been called to various circumstances so alex how would you answer tristan's question well the least the least the ufc could do is at least launch some sort of internal investigation on their behalf i mean the nfl did it with greg hardy um i don't understand why the ufc can't even just like pretend to care for half a second um you know and then the, the other part is is pretend is is the whole conversation shift needs to happen from this being a women's issue to being a men's issue. This is not just a problem for women. You know, this is an everyone problem. And as soon as everyone starts to, you know, actually care, you know, maybe then the UFC is actually going to look at this and be like, okay, these are actually deal breakers for fans right now. None of this is a deal breaker for the fans. And that's the problem. So the whole mindset has to shift with the fan base. And I don't know how you fix that. I've been trying most of my life. I don't know if there's been any progress made in my opinion, but um, I mean, something has to give. You can't just, I understand second chances. I get that narrative, but there's a difference between having a second chance and, and taking a job in like an office or a warehouse or a normal people job versus like, um, you know, beating the crap out of people in a cage. It's a little weird in my opinion. So yeah, that conversation needs to be, ha- there needs to be something set in stone. These are the protocols. This is what will not be tolerated and stick to it. What they Casey, said those- remember when that happened? Remember when they laid out those rules like seven, eight years ago and they yeah, suspended was- Matt Mitrion? I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> remember that? Was it Matt So Mitrion? everything you said, yeah, because he went on the MMA hour and was roasting Fallon Fox. Oh, yeah, okay. I, there's been a few. So yeah. the things that you've described, Alex, the UFC has basically tried to implement. People just forgot about it a year later. It's unfortunate. Exactly, because nobody cares. Nobody truly cares. And that's the problem. And when I say nobody, I, always, I mean the vast majority, not nobody. Yeah. But. And I was confused by the initial rules they had set in stone because remember they're like, oh, Matt Mitrione is suspended. I'm like, suspended from what? He doesn't yeah. even have a fight lined up. Like, what is he suspended from? Training? Go, doing media? Like, do they just not offer him a fight for six months? Like, I, that, that was never clear to me either. So, like, the, the punishments were even confusing to me. And he was just he just talks he just talked greasiness about you know who Fallon Fox is Alex. Mm-mm. Oh, she was the um, one of the, the first trans- transgender. She was a transgender fighter. She had, had transitioned from a male to a female, and was fighting women. Um, 
and it was a whole thing. And I believe Ashley Evan Smith beat Fallon Fox, which got her into the UFC. Um, Ashley Evan Smith then jumps to the UFC. So, and Matt Mitchell said something on the MMA hour and got uh, suspended. What that means, I'm not quite sure. But then we've seen things like uh, Tiago Silva. He got suspended, rehired, fired, rehired, fired for like the same thing. And the difference between that is he was on, they caught him on video. Like there was video of him like threatening to do a lot of things. So that was the final straw. But then they fired people for a lot less than Mike Perry and Greg Hardy or we'll suspended or all that stuff. We'll chope. We'll chope. Um, we'll chope. Um, yeah. Jason High got – was it Jason High? He's on a – he got, he got – yeah, he just shoved the ref. It wasn't like he assaulted him. He was just like, get out of my face, bro. Dude, Stipe, Stipe shoved the ref. And like it, yep. it was just whatever in that one. It's just um, – the answer is uh, whatever something the UFC. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> the UFC is going to say something, and then if they're going to follow through with it, yeah. If the, it's up the fans, they're still going to watch, and I don't know the answer. Um, I guess my ish, my real issue is if you want to – if you want to give guys, if if you want to, if, if your business practice is like, hey, these guys fight. I don't care what they do outside the cage. They can be criminal. They can do this. They can do that. As long as they show up, make way, pass their drug test, fight. That's that's our that's our standard. If that's it, then say that. Then say that. Mm-hmm. Then just stick by that. It's like okay, but then but then they they have pulled and 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 um and um release fighters for pass uh like Will Chope uh, as an example. Because they found out he had a domestic violence issue in the past, which was completely resolved and settled. Even his wife was like, or ex-wife, I think, was like, "No, we're good. We moved past that." Um, so he got they, dishonorably they, he got dishonorably discharged from the military for mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah, and the whole thing was like he actually got into MMA to fix those violence, violent, you know, tendencies he had. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's another story. But they've gone both ways on it. So I just want to just just. If you're just gonna let anyone fight, as long as people watch and they pass their tres- pass their drug test and make make weight, that's your if that's your if that's your policy, then okay, cool, we know that. But don't but they're just kind of all over the place. So I don't know. I don't like it's it. It's all about but. star. It's all about star power. I mean, Greg Hardy draws a lot of a lot of eyes. Mike Perry does too. Conor McGregor does too. Regardless of what, what you know the allegations they're facing. Yeah, some guy in the prelims gets busted. You know. With a domestic violence charge, we're probably never going to hear from him again. Yeah. But, but, if he, but that's they got, the reality. That guy doesn't put butts in seats. So yep. thank you very much for your question. Do, 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 do. I like this question. From hardcore casual UFC fan, I believe on Twitter, <laughs> I believe Michael Johnson could be lightweight champion in an alternate universe. Which fighter do you see as champ in a different timeline? Um. So Michael Johnson's career is weird, where he has wins over Dustin Poirier, knocked out Tony Dustin Poirier, like, not not just win, knocked I'm him sorry, dead. knocked him dead, yeah, at knocked him dead in, in Hidalgo, Texas, <laughs> at lightweight uh, too, right? It was at lightweight, at not, lightweight, not, yeah, at lightweight. lightweight. It was Michael Johnson has wins over Tony Ferguson, Dustin Poirier, Edson Barbosa, but then he has losses to uh, who is it like? Um, who did he most recently lose to? Uh, the guy that just beat um, uh, Bobby Green. Tiago Moises, right? Yeah. Uh, he has losses to – he's on a three-fight losing streak to Tiago Moises, Stevie Ray, and Josh Emmett. For that, he had back-to-back decisions over the GO Artem Lobov and Andre Feely. Loses to Darren Elkins, Gaethje, Habib, 
KOs Poirier, loses to Nate Diaz, Benil Dariush, and then had a four-fight win streak over Lozon, Tebow, Gallard, and Barbosa. Uh, also has wins over Tony Ferguson and Danny Castillo, and has losses to losses to Jonathan Brookins, Paul Sass, Reza Madade. So, like, very odd career. Like, he's been some huge names, lost to huge names, has been some people that aren't as talented and has lost people that aren't as talented. It, so not only I, I that, get it. Not only that, a lot of his losses, he was winning before too. Like yeah. it wasn't like he, like a, the, the Habib yeah. loss. Okay. He got Habib like everyone else got Habib. You know, that's, that's, we're going to go. That's, you know, that's a given, but the, remember, he was real close to beating Josh Emmett. He was real close to being Ga- Gaethje, you know, not well, like close, but he was in a very yeah. competitive fight against Gaethje until it wasn't. <laughs> Um, the Moises fight, he dominated the first round too. I think he got heel hooked yep. at the like, first 30 seconds of the take, next round. Yeah, he got taken down. The Josh Emmett fight, he was on his way to winning. Um, yeah, so I think it's just. He I, looked real good against Nate Diaz early before Nate Diaz yeah. did what Nate Diaz does. You know what? How about this? If everything was just a one round fight, Michael Johnson would be the champ. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and Shane Carwin then Shane Carwin would still be heavyweight champion. So there's my answer. Yeah. Uh, he just Shane Carwin. If every I, fight was a one round fight, Shane Carwin would be the best heavy, UFC heavyweight ever. Actually, man, if we if if if, if MMA was only five minutes, actually I think Conor McGregor would actually be one of the would probably be much more <laughs> You're dangerous. not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. So should, who would be Carl's Conde would probably have should probably have been a undisputed UFC welterweight champion. Uh, either against Ro- Ro- Robbie Lawler or that if he had finished GSP with that head kick. Uh, both fights were pretty wild. Um, there's a lot of good ones, a lot of big ones. Actually, it's kind of interesting I, if you have like high-level fights, but it's only five minutes. That's it. Mm-hmm. And if no one gets finished, no one makes their money or something. I don't know. So they have to. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or, they, or, or they give the money to their favorite charity. So it's, I don't, I don't right. want to give the money back to the promoters. But I'm just saying like – how different the sport would be or fights would be like five minutes just go crazy i think musasi could have been a middleweight champion but so could jacare i think either one could have been because when bisbing was champ that thing was basically up for grabs um when biz dude when bisbing was champ gsp came out of retirement just to fight bisbing i love that move still uh yeah there's a lot of middleweight is middleweight is one that would probably fluctuate it's like gilbert melendez for sure should have been ufc champion uh nah. that's all the conversation that's depressing <laughs> so uh there's your michael Jan- there's your michael johnson answer sir valentina from trumbo on the site assuming val gets past jennifer Maya, which super fight would you rather see Valentina versus Whaley or Valentina versus Nunes 3. Seems like Dan has no interest in Val versus Nunes 3. Alex, which one of these super fights between female champions would you most would you rather see? Valentina versus strawweight champ Whaley Zhang, which I assume would mean Whaley goes up to flyweight, or Valentina versus Nunes 3 at Bantamweight? I'd like to see both, but first I'd like to see Valentina versus Whaley. Because it's a fresh matchup? Yeah, I mean, and I just think that, like, I think Whaley is, like, way under the radar, you know, and I think, you know, this would be the ultimate place to uh, put her to get some real eyes on her and show some respect. The unfortunate thing with Whaley is she had the greatest fight in the history of female martial arts, and then it went right into a pandemic. Yeah. Still best best fight of the year. I I agree. 
No argument from me. One of the greatest fights I've ever seen in my life. I said cage side to Dan Shapiro sitting next to me. I'm like, that's the best fight of the year. And we're only in March. And he's like, it's only March, man. I'm like, doesn't matter. Yeah. What is going to yeah. stop that? So yeah. obviously to be determined, but nothing has stopped it yet. But yeah, I agree. I'd rather see Valentina Whaley right now. I would rather see none of these fights. I want to see Valentina Valentina face. Yeah, I agree. But I just think it's ridiculous for wait for just to suggest that Whaley should already go up. And I was like, what? It's like, what are we doing? Like, he, like she just got the belt. She just like why are, Dana why are we- White said the same thing. I'm just answering this question specifically. Of course, <laughs> if you ask me who I would what fight I would rather see in general, it's Whaley Rose. Whaley, uh, uh, what's uh, who who who's fighting Michelle Watterson now? Um, Hebas, Amanda Hebas. Uh, obviously, if they want to run it back with Joanna, that's cool. Cloudy has a big fight. Nina has to come back eventually. And then, of course, like Valentino versus Lauren Murphy's fun and a whole bunch of other fights moving up. So, yeah, there's a million fights I'd rather see. I'm answering this question specifically, Valentina Whaley does more for me than Valentina Nunes. It's a ridiculous question, Mr. Trumbo or Mrs. Trumbo. Ridiculous question. Whaley's got plenty of competition at Strawweight. Valentina has actually. A uh, fair amount of competition at flyweight. Um, Nunes, though, is a different story. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what to do about Nunes. Let's, yeah. let's, let's see. What, let's see what happens with Megan Anderson. Let's see. Let's see what um, Mama Nunes. Let's see if it changes her. So we'll see. <laughs> if Amanda retires, who is who's the first bantamweight champ after she hangs it up? Is that your mm-hmm. hand fingers, Casey? Yep. Oh, okay. Tap, tap tapping. Hmm, hmm. I think it's Holly or Jermaine. I think that's the rematch to make. I think uh, I think that's the fight to make. Holly Jermaine at thirty five. If, Ama- if if Amanda You're retires, right. GDR yeah. Holly five rounds for the vacant bantamweight is the fight to make. That makes. I, I had Holly win the first one, even with the late shots mm-hmm. at forty five. And forty five isn't neither of them. I think fight at their best at forty five. I think both nope. of them are thirty fivers. And um, yeah, that's the fight I want to see. So uh, yeah, I mean yeah. If and what happens if, and what happens with featherweight? Alex, if Amanda retires, R.I.P. They all go to Bellator, and we get Megan Anderson versus yeah. Cyborg in Bellator. Yes, good. I want let, let all those ladies go to Bellator. That's that, that's how that's how it works. You know the super fight I do want to see though, which we're not going to see. Um, if um, Elimale can get past um, Velasquez, which is a very tough matchup she has in Bellator, I still want to see Valentina Elima at one at one point in my life. Yeah, That's I don't know how long Alima's going to keep fighting. To see if, how long, how many, what's her contract situation like? That's I'm not true. sure, but she's pretty happy in Bellator. But she might retire soon yeah. too. She's, That's I think what she's, I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. Like even if even if she does like even if her contract does end for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I can't imagine she's going to want to keep fighting long enough to even have that fight. Yeah, she's gonna, uh, she, she has priorities. <laughs> Just, I'm over this shit. She of. has. <laughs> Alex, did you have you heard Alima's story of when the pandemic hit? She was on her way to go get married in Jamaica and then got stranded in San Diego because the pandemic shut everything down. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Then they had, they, they she also them. used her, I don't know if you've seen it, but Casey and Esther went to Hawaii to do like the behind the scenes thing for yeah. Bellator Hawaii. And her current, they got married, right, Casey? They're uh, not still engaged. I don't know. I think well, her her man. I don't know if they got married or they're still engaged or whatever. Uh, She used their video to like, (laughs) hey, hey, look what I do. (laughs) Wow. So Casey and Esther basically put together a highlight package for Alima to use in finding her fiance. (laughs) 
after not college, on purpose. After college, I did shoot some wedding videos, so I, I am. I feel like every videographer I know, in some way or another, has had to do some sort of wedding I, I scenario. Did, I did do wedding videos. It's because there's good money in it. It's expensive. I'm I don't good, doubt it. I'm a, I'm a good remember, bargain. Uh, I'm a good bargain. Get some cool slow mo <laughs> shots, especially if you know if the bride t- decides to take down the uh, the groomed or the dance. I was like, oh, I get, yeah. I get, I get proper coverage of it. It'd be great. Will Harris, are scary anatomy, Will Harris of Anatomy of Fighter was posting photos of him. Like, you've all seen Anatomy of Fighter. It's like pretty, it's a good documentary series. Uh, it's right up there with Embedded, and he was like posting videos of his old wedding videography days. <laughs> so it's like this six, seven black dude just with like a huge camera, like walking around. I don't know if any of you have met Will. He's a very tall man, he's a very large man. That guy's got some biceps. Yes, he does. <laughs> he's like a, he looks like a basketball player who only trains biceps. Yeah, he's like he's like the he's like the Pat Wyman of videographers. If you're, if you're, if you're, <laughs> <laughs> so he's just he, so he'll be curling and teaching me about the fall of Rome. Yeah, let's talk deadlifts. Let's talk deadlifts and the bubonic plate. <laughs> oh, guys, also subscribe Next to question. yeah subscribe to the fall of Rome. It's a great podcast mm-hmm. series. Agreed. It makes me mad how well it's put together. Yeah, I know. I love it. Uh, I listen to it all the time. Izzy versus Jan. How do you guys see this fight going down and who walks away with the belt? From Zaku Kokegi. Alex made a face, so I'm going to let her jump <laughs> off into this. Yeah, do that face again. I'm, <laughs> I'm always making faces. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Listen, I really don't want to. I'm sorry. I don't want to see Israel decide to take the light heavyweight belt. I just. From a personal standpoint, it's just going to get too friggin' annoying. Jan Bohovic has already been a great champ. Like, posting such wholesome stuff with his his mom and his dad drinking a beer with his dad to celebrate. I love that. Let the guy have a little bit longer in the spotlight. That's what I'm saying. That is. Oh, what you, you sound like you. It sounds like you saying he's going to lose. I'm not saying that. Because if well, I, it's a little possible. longer in the spotlight, he's fighting he's fighting Izzy. Uh, he's fighting Israel. Israel uh, at Disney. Uh, at Disney. <laughs> How are people saying Israel Adesanya? Yeah. Israel Adesanya. I I want to see Israel Adesanya rematch Robert Whitaker because Robert Whitaker looks awesome. But also on the flip side, the Hermanson Till fight. I would love to see Israel Adesanya fight him. That winner of that fight too. So uh, I like Jan versus Israel as a fight, and I think it's cool that Izzy's moving up because I like these kind of champ champ fights. But Jan just won. We have the Glove to Share Tiago Santos fight this weekend, which should determine the number one contender. We got Yuri Prohaska. I agree, which we, we should. We have Jerry Prohaska versus Dom Reyes. That's slated for February. I know that's still a ways away, but if they want to put Jan, if they want to put Jan Izzy on that same card and have like light heavyweights and middleweights all throw down on the same card, cool. Izzy's now saying if John Jones moves up to heavyweight and wins the championship belt, that Izzy will move up to heavyweight to fight John for a third belt. That's a little extreme, man. Like that, then you have, I mean, it's awesome. It's cool. It's like cool moment for the sport. Is it? <laughs> I think it is having a champ, a triple champ, an actual triple champ. Uh, but it, it wouldn't be great for the divisions as Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Cormier said uh, at his media day. He goes, I get Izzy wanting to defend the title at middleweight because it's good for the division, but you're a prize fighter and you should go get paid a lot of money to fight if you're going to get kicked in the head. So I see both arguments, uh, but there are fights in literally all three weight classes that I would want to see Izzy fight. 
I personally don't like the fight from a uh, as because it stalls the divisions. I would like yes. say if Izzy goes, if Izzy fights Yan, he can if he beats Yan. Yes, he's two, he's a two belt champion. But basically, the next day you have to vacate your lighter belt. So let the eighty-five division carry on, and then you go. Like, I like that. I, I like because then the division moves, you know. Because what we're we gonna do interim belts? Because you know, I don't know. I just don't. But from a, from a very short-term planning, short-term money, yeah, it's a great fight for the UFC. It's a great fight for Yan. It's a great fight for Izzy in the very short term. But for the long-term division and for the rest of the fighters, it sucks. Yeah, it's it selfish. Does. This sport is all about being selfish. There's no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I wouldn't do it that way if it were me. <laughs> you you would take less Looking money. Looking out for my fellow fighters. Exactly. Ah, teamwork. Look at you. Yeah, I don't live in an individualistic world. It's not about me. It's about us. You it's would. us against the machine. You would. Are you raging against the machine? I'm raging all day. <laughs> you know, Dad's Dana White's favorite band. He loves Rage Against the Machine. Not sure what the machine is to him, but whatever. We'll figure that yeah, out. Be, I'm going to ask him. That's an interesting question. So when you exactly. rage, who are you raging against? Yeah, who are you raging against, sir? Who exactly is oppressing you? Yeah. The media. Oh, yeah. The lying media. Oh, you think I'm a machine. That's so cute. It happens, man. From Terrence Leverett, looking ahead to next on Twitter, looking ahead to next year, what fun fight has to happen in 2021 that's not on the radar at the moment? Also, can we get an A-side hoodie in a merch store? I would love an A-side hoodie or a hat or anything like that. So TBD, TBD, I'll say that. Um, what fun fight off the top of your head that is not being discussed at the present moment? So you can't say is a yawn or anything like that. What fight do you want to – are you hoping to see – I'll start with you, Casey. Uh, Ryan Hall versus Jeremy Stevens. I still want to see that fight so bad. Oh, okay, <laughs> but that had that, I don't know that, what that hasn't, been, hasn't been discussed at all. I mean, to me, uh, Stipe John Jones. I mean, there's no, there seems to be no movement on that, but that seems to be the fight. Well, I think Francis is going to fight Stipe in March. Awesome, I love that fight even more. Mm-hmm. Alex, which fight do you want to see between fighters that isn't currently on the radar? Mm, I'd like to see hopefully if Tatiana Suarez comes back to fight for the belt I mean I'm just trying to get through this I'm trying to think about 2021 I'm just like overwhelmed Um, (laughs) there's there's a 2021 there's more of this what I thought it just. I thought it just ends (laughs) Um, I would I would say I really want to see I hadn't thought about it but obviously you guys saw Connor do his little Twitter Q&A or you can go on our Instagram and slide through all the slides. Connor said he was – I hear something in my headphones. Oh, well. Um, uh, Connor said he's down to rematch Max at some point at 155. Ooh. I love that fight. I think that's an awesome fight. Uh, yeah. I hadn't really thought about that fight in a while until Non-title Connor tweeted it. Non-title fight, too. Um, fun. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, Wait, Cody it- eventually – Say what? Is Poy, wait, is is Connor Poirier not happening? I'm so confused. Uh, not officially signed yet. Oh, did, okay, one of those things. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Ortega Volkanovski obviously is an awesome fight. It's a beat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rodriguez. Uh, eventually, Usman's gonna have to fight Gilbert Burns unless Hamza comes in and just dusts Leon Edwards. I can't imagine the UFC's not gonna be like Hamza. Go fight Kamaro Usman tomorrow. Because you know he would. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a lot. I want to see Jairzinho and Overeem rematch because that fight was like kind of bizarre the first time. Yeah, five rounds. Uh, there's an, there's a lot of fun fights. Makachev and RDA still has to happen, and then I think there's a lot of fun lightweight fights. Michael Chandler's debut would be is mm. something you've got to think about. Uh, I really want Jeff Neal and Vicente Luque real bad. I think that's just a violent fight. Uh, Jeff Neal hasn't fought since the Perry win because he got hurt. He's supposed, supposed to be Neal on Neal until that fell apart. You know, actually, I would like I would like Uriah Hall to rematch Chris Weidman now that they're in the UFC. They're right. They're nine ten in the in the rankings. Are they fought in the regional scene? Yeah, Wait, and I think cage cage period. I think Uriah Hall's only lost the first two professional losses or something like that were to unknown regional fighters, Chris Weidman and Costa Filippo. <laughs> Costa Filippo. Costa Filippo gets the name drop. Nice. Firefighter Costas Filippo. Dude, Alex yawned. She yawned when he said Costa Filippo. You're- I can't stop yawning this way. I don't know what it is. It's not a, it's nothing personal. <laughs> yeah. He lost by TK he lost by TKO to Weidman and then got a majority decision loss to Filippo and then beat in Ring of Combat Atlantic City on April eighth, two thousand eleven. I hadn't even I forgot this fight. Ong Lang Sang. Uriah Hall beat him on the regional scene. The guy from one? One championship. What? That just lost. Yeah. He just lost, but he was like the oh, man he, over he, one he, championship. He, lo- he lost when? Uh, he just- like like a week ago. Oh, I man. I can't believe I missed that. He lost. Uh, he got tapped first round. Oh, wow. Okay. That fight card inside the Matrix, I know we don't talk a lot of one championship fight. That was an insane card. There was um, uh, Don Lee beat Martin Gwen like pretty violently and like he got him like up against the fence and it was just it was like one of those uh vitor belfort vanderlei silva uh, uh yeah. it was just like that and yeah, then blitz, he blah, 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 clipped yeah. him and they just went down uh so Mar- we had two uh, uh title changes uh one championship enter the matrix so go watch that fight but yeah uri hall has some odd regional fights that uh i've all big names anyway yeah, any he, other questions he fought some yeah he fought some tough guys coming up yeah, yeah in a row in a row <laughs> Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Was Dana really cranky at his post-fight media scrum? Halver Silva suffered from Habib retiring. Alex, you were there. Did Dana White seem cranky? 
Yeah, what had happened was um, Dana basically bursts through the door like the Kool-Aid man and then just like stomps on the stage and just starts like ripping everyone a new one. And everyone's just like, okay, can I hit record? Like, hold on a second. <laughs> it was it was aggressive. I don't know. I, mean, I didn't feel like there was any need for him to be so cranky. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I felt like there was a beautiful moment after the fight. There wasn't a lot of negativity showing towards Anderson Silva, but I don't, that's just me. I felt like I was missing something. That's Dana. He he does the he, he'll burst through the door or he'll no show pretty much. He's either he either bursts through the door in a fit of rage, uh, he no shows, or he's just like he'll sit down and he'll just immediately just be like, Wow, wow, crazy night, crazy <laughs> fucking night, guys. That's pretty much how one of the three ways he goes. He no showed a lot. I forced him to storm out when I asked him a very basic question. And then he was, I guess that carried over to the Anderson Silva Uri Hall fight. So yeah, he definitely seemed cranky. That's for sure. I think he was just upset Uri Hall won, honestly. You think so? I I don't I don't know. Like he like he was super cranky after Habib retired. Like, Not immediately. Well, he didn't come up he that, that the member's post presser after was for something that was kind it was of like so, eight minutes. Yeah, but something that was so spectacular and supposedly was going to outsell Connor so versus Dana doesn't like talking about the future because he doesn't know. Dana White doesn't look past like the day, next day. <laughs> Dana, Dana White does not know the future. Big news. Right. <laughs> what? So Dana White doesn't like talking about future fights. It bothers him. Like anytime someone asks him, like, "Oh, what do you think about Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling?" He'll be like, "I don't know. We got to talk about it next week." Like that's always his answer. He does not like like talking about future fights. And I feel like someone had to ask if Habib was retiring about the now vacant title, and that just bothered him. So he stormed off. So I feel like if I didn't ask that question, which had to be asked. Um, he would have stuck around longer. Just say what? Just say he goes like, you know what? Habib retiring is news to me. I got I got to sit down and think about this for a little bit. Next question. Look, go rewatch it. Go rewatch it. I ask so anytime <laughs> you ask him a question, he says what? What was that? And he turns his ear. You know he's mad because yeah. he doesn't like he doesn't like the question. So uh, go rewatch it. I asked the question and he just immediately goes, I don't know, and then left. He goes, any questions? No. All right, and they left. I, everyone's like raising their hand. I have a question. Like, nope, no questions. All right. They were definitely. And then, like, to, and no one got mad at me in the media room. They were like, that was weird. Like, Why someone you, had to ask. Was, that was the most basic question. It wasn't even like, that was just like, okay. I just basic. said, could Connor versus Poirier be for the, now, for the vacant title if Habib does retire? And Dane didn't like it, and he left. No one got upset. Like, in the media room, they were like, that was weird. Why All would right. he get mad at that? Oh, I, I just, I, I just, to me, it looked like he was just grumpy that he just. His biggest draw. Uh, he wasn't that. He wasn't that grumpy. Grumpy. He left. He left after after selling this what this big pay per view. That was like that was grunt. That, he was grumpy on the inside. I'm telling you. <laughs> Probably. I Probably. I guess, I guess he threw that grumpiness. That was a. Grumpy. What was the better middle? What was the better middleweight fight this past weekend? Middle, what what middleweights? Oh, um, wait, main event. Oh, um, Masasi Lima. I disagree completely. It was a very technical fight, but um, it was. But in terms of like an exciting fight, I thought Uriah Hall Anderson Silva was a lot of fun. Anderson, there were only eleven strikes thrown in the second round. I don't care. I'm joking, and that wasn't even true. There, there were like fifty strikes thrown. (laughs) Yeah, Anderson looked really good until he got dropped, which that he's just age caught up to him. Can't take those punches anymore. And Uriah won. I thought Musashi Lima was fun. It was. I'm not saying it was a bad fight. It just happened to be the second best middleweight main event. I think in terms of excitement. 
Oh well, if just going excitement, I can, I can, I can, I can pull up um, street, uh, street beefs and see some exciting fights. Yeah, dude, do it. Do I love street beefs? Have you watched know street beefs? Is like the best fight league now. Like, have you been watching street beefs? No, dude. On YouTube, nah. street beefs rule. It's like it's like it's, in, it's, it's a little cage. It's, it's like it's amazing. Street beefs. They want. They want to fight beef. for them. Street beef barely. Yeah. <laughs> street beef barely that's our favorite that's your new soup name all right next question yeah i i i'll go up this one dan's mad because he didn't like surprises like one of his biggest stars retiring maybe i was mistaken but being there it didn't feel like he was overly angry maybe it was it came off different through like the streaming but he didn't look overly mad that was uh, that was his shortest scrum i think i've ever seen him do post-fight ever yeah in my 10 like eight minutes 10 minutes. plus years covering Dana White I was like wow all right and it was in a very exciting fight it was a good card too I was like wow all right dude uh here's a weird question hmm. hardcore casual UFC fan I was hoping for Bobby Green versus Nate Diaz one day but that won't happen what matchup would produce the most in cage swagger slash taunting Mm. Mike Perry versus Kevin Holland. Does Mike Perry talk trash in the cage a lot? Yeah, he, he, no, he screams at like the top of his lungs, and he like flexes and like punches his abs. Isn't that a bum a bummer? Like the, the UFC, like Kevin Holland wanted that fight. He was ready. Like they could have done Perry Holland. I think that fight would have been awesome. What what weight class? They take um, Holland say he'll go, he'll go to one meet at one eighty. Sure, but why why make a catchweight when you have a welterweight that's willing to fight a welterweight? Because Kevin Holland's awesome. It's going to be a great fight. And sure. It's gonna... means versus Mike Perry is still an awesome fight. It's a fun scrap. Someone's going to sleep. All right. Well, I guess so. Sure. Well, wait, when um, you say someone's going to sleep, we're going to have a three-on decision. That's that's pretty much a one that's rule. True. Yeah. That's look at, true. Look, look, uh, look at, everyone loves street beefs. Look at, look at everyone chiming in. Look at everyone. That's one person. Show us more. Oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. Got him. Um, Damn it, Mark. Biggest sweat. I don't know. Who is it? Sean Strickland. And Ke- Whoops. Oh, 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 my sound effect board's going crazy. <laughs> um, Sean Strickland was talking a lot of greasiness in that fight against Jack Marshman. I don't think he was talking greasiness. I think that was like let's fight, man. That was that, that wasn't that was like that was just that wasn't he wasn't talking he was, shit about it. He wasn't talking shit. He was just it. saying he was just saying fall down, man. I want yeah. a bonus. Fall down, man. I want a bonus. But he was like talking <laughs> saying it very loud. No, dude, no. I think that'd be a fun fight. Okay, big props to the UFC production crew because it sounded like they actually had a mic on Shot Strickland. It sounded so clear. It was wild. <laughs> I was like, I, I, when I first heard it, I thought it was the announcers talking. Like it was the the the, the audio was so crisp on him. <laughs> So um, yeah, more fighters should more fighters need to talk more. Like, take advantage of this no crowd thing. Like I think they do. We just have conversations. Not as loud. Yeah, yeah like, I think he. I think to the point where I think he could hear himself. You know, it was like when you're yelling, you can actually hear yourself bouncing your voice bouncing off the walls. So uh, I like that. I like I like I like I like this. I like this um, encouragement during a fight. Kevin Holland and Adesanya, that would be a good one. That would be a lot of toss, trash talk in the fight, for sure. <laughs> Kevin Holland definitely wants that, but I think he is what I think he. We interviewed him yesterday. It hasn't come out yet, but he, I think he said um, he's about. He goes, I'm about four fights away, but I'll get it. <laughs> Which I was like, yeah, I see that. <laughs> I was just being realistic. It's yeah. also it went live. It's out three as of three hours ago. 
The oh, interview okay. is live on the YouTube page. So after we're done with this, go watch Kevin Holland on What the Heck. Or if it is on What the Heck. Or if it's just something. Yeah. Go watch it. Street <laughs> Beats. Definitely so- entertaining. Look at it. Whatever, Zawazuki. What kind of name is that? Wow. Got him. <laughs> it's from Bridesmaids, but she was like, stove. What kind of name is that? See, pop culture. Don't test Michelle me. Michelle Pareda versus Kevin Holland would be contain the most taunting. That's middleweight versus a welterweight. Yeah, sure. Holland's a, Holland's a welterweight. He just takes short notice fights at 85. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. He's a middleweight. No, he, he fights at 170. He, he just takes all these short notice fights at one at 85. Why did he say he would only fight Mike Perry at 180? That's as far as he'll go down. Short notice. I, may, or maybe he's not going to 85 anymore. I mean, sorry, not he's not going to watch weight anymore. I think that's he's literally I mean. not fought at welterweight once in the UFC. He fights at welterweight. He fought Santos, Phillips, Mearshart, DeChico, all those cats. Brandon Allen, Buckley. It's a lot of middleweights. Uh, maybe I'm mistaken. Whatever. <laughs> Darren, Whatever. I think he's fought. I think Kevin Holland has fought welterweights that move up. Oh, like maybe, he's maybe, a middleweight. Maybe all those. Oh, maybe because everyone's late notice yeah. that he's fought in a lot of welterweights. Maybe that's, maybe that's the on. case. But like Mearshart, Phillips, Alessio, DeChirico, Brandon Allen. Like his only losses are Tiago Santos and Brandon Allen, who are tough fights. Tango Santos was super short notes, and he talked a lot of trash in that fight. Dude, that, that's that's what made him a star. That fight, yeah, like big mouth. He shouldn't have got big his mouth. ass handed to him, and he turns yeah. out like he made it, you know, worthwhile. And then his two losses. He has three losses on the regional scene. One of them, I don't know who it is, but it was uh, five years ago, and he ends in his last name ends in AEV, so he probably just got beat up. Uh, and then Rafael Lovato and Curtis Millinder were his only losses on the regional scene. As a win over Jeff Neal, who's the big name? Big who's name. A, who's a welterweight? A welterweight. Yeah, I, I, I think he just fought lots of welterweights. Maybe, maybe that's yeah. maybe that's what I'm getting confused. He on. fought welterweight. He fought welterweight on the regional scene, but has not fought. Not, hasn't fought a welterweight since like 2017. Okay, see, I'm not. Who's the big name crazy. to watch on the Contender Series tonight? All right, I can't remember his name. <laughs> but I interviewed him. I think his, but I believe his name is Carlos Olberg. I, I know his last name's Oliver. I just can't remember his first name off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, Carlos Oliver is, is, is Israel Asanya's main, one of Israel Asanya's main training partners. I actually interviewed him and Blood Diamond uh, before Izzy's fight because they want they wanted, uh, as they said, uh, verbal sparring because they had never really done interviews before and they were ungodly nervous before interviewing with me they were like what questions you can ask like they were like what, sh- what should i say like they were really nervous they had never done interviews before. uh but they're island to help the team prepare uh it was obviously like kai car friends brad riddell uh shane and all that stuff and then izzy um and then carlos and blood diamond were on weight they said just in case someone fell off uh they were hoping for either contender series fight or if a light heavyweight heavyweight welterweight or middleweight fell fell off one of the fight island cards they were ready to step in so they were on weight ready to go so carlos Oliver, i think is the main main one to watch uh just because he has uh also alex i heard that carlos Oliver turned down the bachelorette or bachelor he was going to be the main guy in australia 
uh, but he turned it down to focus on his fighting career. No, no, no. He was, have an Australian. Wait, he was gonna be the main guy, not just a contest.ant Dude, you don't turn that. I don't down. know. The, that's crazy. I don't know that's, off top. That's Buku bucks. Yeah, dude, you're in the <laughs> you're in, you're out. the main guy in the bachelor. You're 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 automatic main card after that. Like, what are you talking? That's that, 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 that's that's bad career. That's out. bad career advice. You take now maybe a contestant, yeah. maybe I don't know. But being Carl Zalberg, kickboxing star and nearly New Zealand's bachelor. Rejecting New offers Zealand to become bachelor. New Zealand's bachelor. So there you go. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. He Unless it's not man. that popular there. I don't know. But like, even as a contestant, I mean, you don't go on the show finding like looking for love necessarily. You go on for the Instagram followers because that's passive income for a while. Sure, sure, that's sure. why you do I it. Um, but yeah, so I guess Carl Solberg <laughs> is we got to watch. You're a nerd. <laughs> Financial advice from Alex Savis. Financial a- reality TV advice. This is it. This is why they do it. This is why they have to question: Are you here for the right reasons? Or are you here for your Instagram followers? They get that. Get that passive income. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag ad. Yeah. I will. Uh, I will advertise so he, anything. <laughs> so I guess Carl Solberg would be my answer. Uh, he's either two and zero or three and zero professionally, but two and zero, and um, he hasn't fought. He has in, a lot of kickboxing matches. Yeah, he's, he's like, a kickboxer. He's had a ton of. He's he's like Izzy, where he had he's like been training MMA while he's had a kickboxing career. He's just waiting for the right moment. But uh, uh, he's uh, Izzy said that all Carlos Oliberg was his main sparring partner for the Paulo Costa fight because they're both just massive, muscular dudes. So there, Carlos Oliberg. Why are all the top ten friend uh, frightened of fighting Ryan Hall, Casey? Why are all the top ten frightened of fighting Ryan Hall? Well, see, the thing about the top ten, they like walking. They like having knees that bend a certain way or ankles <laughs> that go a certain way. And when you fight Ryan Hall, your legs will be bent backwards. So they <laughs> simply enjoy walking, and that is why they are afraid to fight Ryan Hall. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Ryan Hall is a vicious, vicious warrior. And if you get anywhere near him, he will just crumple your legs. So um, that is why they are scared, running scared from Ryan Hall. Watch out. Watch out, everyone. Someone asked, because I can see the YouTube comments. Someone's asking where the Carlos Olberg interview is. It's on our YouTube channel. Go find it. Also, I believe Carlos, I looked it up because I want to give who he's fighting uh, credit. Bruno Oliveira, he's 8-1. and one. Uh, on a three-fight win streak. His, his last win was over Jared Gordon, former tough winner. Uh, so he's no joke either. So I think the main event of the Contender Series tonight is going to be bonkers. You watching? Yeah. I haven't watched. I don't think I've ever seen a Contender Series live. I've been to a few. They're fun to cover. They're fun to cover live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, one more question. One more question. One more question. Uh, I'm not gonna go that one. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> do 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 do. Um, where are we at? Oh, we're over an hour, man. We're over time. We don't even have to do anything. So we're out. Or this is the this is a wrap. <laughs> yeah, it's a wrap. So yeah. for Jose, whoa, this whoa, has been. Oh, we got go it. Hold on, hold on. We got we got to get our cool. You know, and now this has been jose young's <laughs> here for another wednesday episode of the a-side live chat we'll be back next week i don't know who it'll be 
Happy birthday to AK Lee. I don't know how old he is, but he is it's his birthday today. So everyone go on his Twitter and besiege him with happy Thanksgiving because he doesn't believe in American Thanksgiving because he's Canadian. Alex, anything you want to say before we sign off? No, I agree. Thanksgiving is a made up holiday. There you go. Got him. Casey, anything you want to say? Oh no, just yeah. Happy birthday to Candy Lee. Um the man of a scar. Um, the Prince Chad of Positivity, Thunderwing. Chad Thunderwing, Thunder um, the bad boy. Um, These are yeah. all real nicknames, people. Anyway, happy birthday, AK Lee. Go support your local bookstores. We'll see you next Wednesday. We're out. Go vote. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's never too late. It's never too late. <laughs> listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.